You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming and yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. It's time to get moody. I am Vanessa. And I'm Jessica. And we are joined today by a very special guest. Do you want to help us pronounce your name correctly so we don't murder it up? <laughs> Anais. Anais. That's what I we told thought you. it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I mean, we're the probably most whitewashed, not whitewashed, but. No, you can say whitewash. We're pretty whitewashed. <laughs> Um, yeah, we can't pronounce anything. My R is like never roll. Never. Well, you guys like my Spanish is perfect. I'm far from perfect. It's my Spanish. Uh, we don't even have Spanish. <laughs> we don't even speak it. <laughs> and like my English is like not that great either. Nope. Public schools. <laughs> we don't even know how we're keeping this podcast together. <laughs> But how are you? I'm good. How are you, ladies? Good. I'm just trying to pull myself together from being the most ridiculous tech person to my pocket. Wow. <laughs> you figured okay. it out, though. You figured she it did. out. She did. I'm like, why are you being so hard on yourself? I would never even know how to do any of this without you. So oh, she got it. We got it. It's all YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without YouTube? Um. I don't think I would survive. I really don't. I don't even know how we made it in life without the internet as long as we did. <laughs> we had internet by the time we were like 10. Yeah, but like Google, <laughs> come on. We didn't. Well, that dial-up life, no one was using it. I know. I um, first saw you when I started following Christina from Booby Life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, who is this girl? She is amazing. Like These amazing earrings. These amazing earrings. <laughs> You're like beautiful curly hair. And Stop. I know I've been obsessed like ever since. And I just want to know your story. I want to know all about you. <laughs> you my whole story? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Start from birth. <laughs> your birthday one. Day one. I was born. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, where, where, where do I start? Where do I begin? Um, I guess what in my story, do you um want to know? Because I feel like I'm pretty open, and um, I I feel like a lot of things about me are online, but I'm sure that I don't cover everything. Yeah, we want to like start with you know, because we get little like clips in between, right? Like a little story here, a little story there, but we want to like. Kind of chronolog- chronolize oh. it. <laughs> that's, my, that's my English. <laughs> See, I told you. I don't even know who gave this this podcast. <laughs> um, we gave it to ourselves. I know, totally. Um, <laughs> all right, well, since we're talking about motherhood, I guess we should kind of start there. Okay. It's funny, I was just um, talking about the way I found out that I was pregnant. Yeah. Awesome. That's where we want to start. <laughs> that is where we want to start. 
um, I, I think I was in denial for a little bit. Um, cause I knew that I had missed a period and I had the sore boobs and I was really moody. Um, you were yes. a pretty moody mom. <laughs> we love moodiness. <laughs> um, but I, I wasn't like that secure in finding out. I didn't feel that strong to be like, yeah, I'm going to go and figure this out. And, um, wait, how old were you? The, I was 29. Okay. Yeah. Um, but their father, while we were dating at the time, um, he's actually the one that brought it up to me. He had said, like, hey, you know, um, you haven't had your period. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, but I think I knew, like, deep down I knew I was just trying to fake like no way there's no way it's, it's coming my period's coming next week duh <laughs> denial <laughs> were you like on are you typically on top of keeping track of your period yeah I usually know like the you know it happens around the same day of every month but um yeah, I'm the worst I, at it, it. it oh, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one for like three years <laughs> Seriously. Really? It's nice when you're pregnant all the time. I shut That's up. <laughs> That's true. It's very, it's, that was such a nice, like, bonus to being pregnant. Just not having to, like, worry about period. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you were in denial about it. Yeah, but I did take a test, and the test was very, very, very positive. Um, and I made an appointment, like, shortly after that, maybe a week. What were your, like, initial feelings? <sighs> um, I was, so my initial feeling, like, right when I saw the stick, I, I had a huge smile on my face. Um, it was, like, a really big smile. I was super happy. Um, but then reality hit, and their dad was not really happy about it. Um, so I was, you know, I had like mixed emotions because I was How like, "How long oh. were you guys together at this point?" Four months. Four months. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> not looking for like a long-term partner. Right. Um, but I really right. wanted a baby. I really, really wanted a baby, and I had come out of a thirteen-year relationship oh. and been. And I, I think it was a little bit like, all right, well, I did the relationship and I had it and like it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I'm going to find a way to make a baby now because that's what I wanted. So I found someone who I enjoyed being with at the time, but I did not see like a future with. Uh, there were qualities about him that I found like as admirable and He's a single dad, so I just thought that things would work out different if we were to co-parent or if we were to parent together but just not be together. Um, and ha- how old was – so he had kids already or just one? Yeah. He has three other kids. Okay. So – Yeah. Okay. And how old were those kids at the time? Uh, 15, 13, and 4. Okay. And then he, so he already kind of knew the drill, like, oh, no, no, you're going to be pregnant. I know you're pregnant. 
yeah, I'm sure he definitely knew. Um, but for me, everything was brand new, so I was like, no way. And then when I was, I was like, oh my goodness, I was so excited. Like, I'm gonna be a mom. I'm totally gonna be a mom. And it just didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't fly with him that way. And everything that I was getting at the time was, um, it just made me feel bad. Like I was like, should I be doing this? Like I thought about abortion because I was like, well, this guy's not really like down to have more kids and he just kept telling me like things that didn't make it seem like it was going to be a pleasant experience he was like it's going to be really hard and like you're never going to have time for yourself and your boobs are going to sag and just like you name it and he you know wanted to let me know that life was about to change yeah um so I'm assuming I tried he's, he's much older than you if he had like a 15 year old at the time um, he, uh, I think like five years older than I am. I think at the time he was 34. Okay. Okay. So he was just he a pretty young guy. Young. Yeah. Yeah. He started young. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of finding out that I was pregnant. I was very like confused and mixed with feelings. Cause even though I was like deep down happy and excited, I just felt like maybe it wasn't the time or maybe I Maybe I picked, like, the wrong person, and I shouldn't have, like, done it that way. So I definitely had, like, a, a moment where I didn't really tell anyone. Um, just him and I knew, and I was debating. I was going back and forth, like, should I go through with this pregnancy? Or, you know, should I, you know, take care of it and, you know, just kind of move on? Um, but regardless of what I, like, of that, I knew that I just didn't want to be with him. So... At like finding out that I was pregnant, it was like an eye-opening experience because I was like, "All right, well, I got my babies," and it sounds really messed up, but like I feel like I got what I wanted, and then I was like, "I don't want to do me and you, like not like that, you know, not to be together, you know. If you want to be the, you know, mom and dad, and we'll figure it out." Because nowadays people figure it out, and their people are able to co-parent, but um, it didn't fly that way, so. I knew from, like, pretty much the beginning that I was going to be doing it alone. That's crazy. And so at what point did you go to your first appointment and they told you that you were going to have not one baby, but two? <laughs> but two. Um, I was, I think I was 11 weeks pregnant, and I had my first um, OB appointment. Uh, with my doctor who gave me an ultrasound. She was like, you know, I feel a bump, and I think that we should, you know, see, like, you know, what this what this looks like if we can see anything. Um, and mind you, I think a couple weeks before I had my OB appointment, I had broken the news to my mom because I was living with my mother at the time, and I was a little nervous at what she was going <laughs> to, how she was going to feel about the whole situation because she didn't really like the guy. But, um... I finally told her, and she told me, like, you know it would be a trip if you had twins. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. That's but not I did funny? Have... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that I, on me. Right? I did have a dream that I gave birth to two babies. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then the day of my ultrasound, my sister came in with me and she was crossing her fingers and she was doing a little dance and she was like I hope you have twins I hope you have twins and I was like can we like get that out of our heads you know let's not bring that to me yeah 
So <laughs> the minute that I got an ultrasound, I saw two little bubbles pop up. And the doctor was like, kind of put her head down. She was like, oh, my. And I, I don't know. I can't really describe the feeling I felt because I was, I was not only surprised. I think I was like in shock for a minute. Like I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Um, but boom, there are two little babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> two little, two little seeds, two little eggs. Yeah, it was um, it was crazy. I don't know. I think I cried when I got to hear their heartbeats. Um, that's when I it like really sank in, and I was like, oh shit, this is like real. This is very real. Um. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I feel like I'm so hard on my emotions. Like I hardly ever cry in front of anybody for anything. So I'm just when they let us hear the heartbeat, I was just like, okay, you can turn it off now. <laughs> I don't need to hear it anyway. I got it. I get the point, guy. <laughs> I know it's in there. I know. All right, I hear it. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Are we done with this now? <laughs> Can I go, like, go to my car and cry by yeah. myself? Uh-huh. I definitely like. I didn't like. I didn't cry like a baby like I usually do, but I I shed tears. It it just happened. I couldn't even control it. It's like, oh wow, I'm gonna have two babies. Wow. And then what did your parent or your mom say? And your sister were they like, I knew it. Yeah, everyone was like. <laughs> It had to be you. It had to be you. Oh, my goodness. And so how did the father feel when you told him? Um, <laughs> I, think, I think he was just thinking about money. So I don't know if it was really excitement. I think it was just like, oh, you know, great. Not one, but two. Yeah, that's not good. But, I mean, I'm glad that you kind of figure that out, like, right in the beginning. You know, like. Yeah. I'm- yeah stress like I was super super stressed I was always crying and just not happy and not okay I, I it was like a really I never wanted my pregnancy just thinking about being pregnant one day in my life I never wanted to like be sad about it and I feel like because of the interaction I guess with this man that I really tried at because I was like you know I don't want to be like a super jerk like I want to try you know and I feel like when two people can communicate or can just really be like very honest with each other and real and like still have like respect for each other I feel like it can work so I really tried in the beginning like it was really difficult but he always made me mad and I was always screaming and I was always like sad about everything because I was I never felt support by him like it's gonna be okay he never told me it's gonna be okay like things are gonna be all right. They're gonna. Be, he never was like, "Oh, it's gonna be hard, but it'll be okay." He was just like, "It's gonna be your headache." I remember him telling me, "Like you're gonna have a headache for 18 years." I was like, "Oh, great. <laughs> that sounds fun." Um, but I am like thankful that I did um, just kind of stay away and start to like know that that wasn't healthy. Like the just by me trying really hard to keep it as like together as much as possible it didn't work so I knew that I I had to like step away and it's unfortunate but it is what it is so um at what point in your pregnancy did you guys part ways uh I think it was like maybe six months okay 
I think that was like the last time I had like, because we wouldn't really speak after a while. I would just um, text him. And I think I was about six months, like the last text. So you don't speak to him at all anymore? No, I haven't heard from that man since. So he never saw the boys? He's never met them, no. Oh my gosh. What about like his parents? Nothing, like none of his family has anything to do with them? No. Wow. Which I think is weird, but I'm not sure. I don't know how he, I don't know how he copes with it or how he makes it like okay. So maybe there's something, you know, maybe he has like a story. So in that story just is what follows. I'm not sure. Is your mom a single mom as well? Or did you grow up with your dad? My mom is a single mom. Mm -hmm. I, um, I don't know my biological father, but the father that I do know, that was there for a short time moved out when I was nine so um I was raised by my mom um pretty much mostly alone and your sister so she had the two of you well actually there's three of us I have two sisters okay are you the oldest I am nice me too. Vanessa's, she's the Stephanie Tanner. I'm the middle Nobody child. cared about no her. No one loves me. <laughs> they still don't. It's okay, though. I love myself. <laughs> That's why I only had two babies, because I never wanted one to feel like the middle child ever, because I am the middle child. Um. Okay, so you, so I'm sure your mom was like really supportive with you then, knowing that she'd gone through this and was gonna help you through it too. Uh, my mom was, my mom. I think my mom um, really tried in like the best that she could be supportive, but um, I think for me and my mom, it's kind of hard for us to communicate. So it wasn't like it started to not become that supportive because my mom told me like your life is done so I could never have like fun or anything you were 29 years old like what is you know what I mean I think it's one thing if you're like a teenager and pregnant but I mean I'm pretty sure you were done with the partying scene and you know whatnot but of course your life is going to change if you have to raise a child but it's not over it's just the beginning yeah. Well, I feel like now I get to kind of, I I have my own life, so I get to do some things that are, you know, that get me out of the mom box. But, you know, that's, I feel like you go through it, you grow through like when you're like 21, you just drink like every single day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> Just because you can. Uh huh. I know. Um, when I turned 22, I was like, I think I'm gonna live in Vegas for an entire summer, just because oh I can. God. Just because you wanted to be. And I did drunk. Like two summers in a row. I was just drunk for two summers straight. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now it takes me like days to recuperate. Like I have one night of drinking, and it's like three days later, I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I'm starting to feel like a little bit normal. <laughs> Seriously, I'm the same. I honestly think, okay, so I got drunk on my wedding night, which was, what, two weeks ago or something? Congratulations, by Thank you. And then, like, seriously, I don't even know if I feel right yet. Oh, my God. I feel funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she just threw up before we started recording. No, she's <laughs> still throwing up from the champagne. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. But no, I did. Right. It I did, changes I for did sure. Feel weird for like a week after. I was like, I still don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Body can't handle it anymore. Mm-mm. Um. So did you um? I know usually with twins, they make you have them earlier, right? Yeah, they were born four weeks early. Wow. And was it like a scheduled like C-section or did they just come? No, I had a C-section. I had a scheduled C-section. I was going into labor about a month before I had them, but I was hospitalized for a couple of days and I was given some medication to stop labor because mm-hmm. um, they were just about to be 31 weeks and I think they were under three pounds, so they didn't want them to be born yet. Um. And so for the the last month that I was pregnant, I, I had to be bed rest and uh, I would get contractions every now and then. And I believe a week before I had them, I was getting checked like every two days and I started to open. So that's why they scheduled me a C-section because uh, Ezra was on the bottom and he was like a Buddha. He was sitting on my pelvic bone. So I had to have them in uh, via C-section. Okay. It's so crazy. I just, I I just spent the weekend with one of our cousins. They just had twins three months ago. And she's telling me how how she could feel the babies, like, pushing off of each other the whole time they're in her stomach. (laughs) (sighs) That's amazing. Like, one of them's up high and the other one's low, so. I always remember that. Just them, like, in different times, too. Ezra was always awake at night, and Soren was always awake during the day. So I had, like, two babies. They're different names. They're cool. I love Ezra. They're going to be the coolest boys in school. (laughs) (laughs) No, not cool. They can't be that cool. They have to be studious boys. Be smart. They can be cool and smart. (laughs) It's cool to be smart. It's hip to be a square. (laughs) (laughs) so the babies were born and how were your first days home from the hospital juggling both of these babies all by yourself did you get any help from anybody your sisters anybody um so i had um my mom i stayed in the hospital for four days and um they were kind of worried about my blood pressure because my blood pressure wouldn't like stabilize for a while um and while I was in the hospital my mom was a trooper she was just there like I didn't have to worry about trying to grab those babies even though I don't even know how I really could have um but she would always grab them and bring them to me so I could nurse them or change them or hold them or have some skin to skin um she like I felt like she didn't really sleep at all she was just on the clock feeding babies and helping me change them and um when I got home it was a little different I feel like the first night she was probably exhausted just from the four days of constantly being awake in the hospital and not getting a comfortable (laughs) rest she was on some chair Um, so she she was very much asleep so I took care of them all by myself the first night and 
I don't think I'll ever like forget that night because it was hard. Like I remember trying to pull myself up. You know, they teach you the little ways to. I don't know if you guys had C sections, but you know, you got to roll and then like walk yourself up from the bed. And I had two little screaming newborns that I was like, "Oh my goodness, okay, I'm I'm getting up. Hold on." Um, I feel like you're a zombie, though. You know, the the like new mom zombie. It's like you just kind of go on automatic and do what you got to do. Like honestly, as soon as I had Justine, I was really like, any mom of multiples is a saint mm-hmm. because I am dying right now, and I have one baby, and I have like two people really helping me. You know, like my husband and my mom were like there for everything like all I did was sleep when she slept and when she needed to nurse like my husband literally like would grab my, my boob and my nipple and stuff it in her mouth because she was still learning how to, how to latch and I'm like I can't do it she won't latch and he's like we're gonna get it in I know but, like, you I are sh- a saint I can't even imagine having two at the same time, all by yourself, so. And just, like, had a surgery. I know. Oh, my gosh. Stuff is really painful. I didn't I didn't expect um, just to be in so much, like, pain after. Because after almost being in the hospital for a week, I thought I would be able to move a little bit more, and it was still, like, really hard. What's the aftercare like for a C-section? Um... Yeah, everything hurts. Uh, you got to roll out of bed. You got you got to put a pillow on your incision if you're gonna laugh or burp or cough. Um, they don't give you anything. They didn't give me anything to like clean it with. They just told me like a you know antibacterial soap. Okay. Um, it was really painful to take a shower though for the incision to get any kind of water. It like would make me shake because it was just painful. But yeah, I think I think about two weeks after I was okay enough to like walk without feeling like my insides were gonna pop out. Oh no! <laughs> it took like months to feel like I wasn't peeing on myself. <laughs> Dude, after I had my first, I swear my butt hurt so bad for like two three weeks and I was just like oh my god did, did she come out? yeah I'm like did she come out of my ass like I don't understand this so I can't even imagine just like oh I would have been like don't even hand me those children I can't care for them right now please someone anyone <laughs> anyone god Ma- mailman take a- <laughs> milkman anyone oh, that's hilarious I know okay so, um, I'm sure you had to create a schedule, right? Like really early on. Yeah, I tried to keep track of everything because you forget <laughs> you forget everything. Like how how long was it since the baby ate? So I had a notebook um, right next to my bed that I would just write down like every time that they ate, every time that they fell asleep, and every time I changed a diaper and what kind of diaper. And so I started to kind of learn. Um, them just by doing that Um, and then I don't know my babies were like really good at six months they just put themselves on a bedtime I didn't do anything 
I wish I, I wish I could tell you like a secret way, but I just, I just watch them and listen to them. And around eight, they wanted to go to sleep. Like that was bedtime. I was like, all right, cool. We'll enforce that. So it's stuck with them. And now they're a year and a half and eight thirty is bedtime. That's no matter what, even if, even if I'm out, they, they get cranky. They're like, Hey mom, it's bedtime. We got to go home. <laughs> Cute. I wish my kid put herself on bedtime. Mm -hmm. They try to stay up as late as they can. They're party animals over here. Knocking on wood right now because I'm sure at some point it might not be that way for me. Maybe not. I mean, if if it's been going for like a year now, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, because like when I spent the weekend with my cousin, like I was telling you, um, my cousin is the husband and so he was for his wife he was doing everything and he's just like oh it's been three hours it's time for you to feed him again and then one of them was able to latch and the other one i think they had to take him into um tongue tie well no he didn't have a tongue tie but they took him in to i think he wasn't breathing right when he first came out so they took him away for a little bit so when they gave him back they had already given him formula in between so he like didn't really take to her too well so yeah. she still gives him breast milk, but he doesn't latch on. She just pumps for him oh, mostly. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's like pumping in the room, and then she's like, then she's <laughs> latching on the baby, and he's feeding the other one with the bottle, and it's just Aww. they're all over the place. It's a little but they, over there. Yeah, but they had it down like so good, you know. Like they made the schedule where it's like, okay, you go do this, and I'm gonna be warming this, and they had all these cool little technology things where. It looked like a Keurig machine, but instead of making coffee, it made bottles. Yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, uh, what is this? And they're like, it saved our life. I've seen that. (laughs) Um, And they're like, anybody who has multiples needs this thing. (laughs) Because I think they have a friend that also has twins that told them about it. Like, you need to buy this. That's awesome. I know. Like, self-cleans and does everything. That's amazing. So you nursed both of them, right? For how long? Are you still nursing? or? No, I'm not still nursing. But I um, I think one, Ezra weaned himself at six months. And then Soren, I um, nursed a little bit longer. I think I nursed him until, like, almost eight months. Nice. And then did you start supplementing? Or was it just, like, pureed baby food after the six months? No, they, um, so when they were born, because they were born four weeks early, they, the Nick, I still had two Nikki's come in and take them to like, make sure that everything was okay. Um, and they told me that, and this is, I don't know, I feel like, I'm not sure if this is like hospital, the way that hospitals just go by, but they had told me that if, because I, my milk hadn't come in and wasn't going to come in. Um, that they wanted to make sure that they could eat, that they could like suck. And so they asked me, like, can we give them a little bit of formula? And I told them that I didn't want them to have formula, that I wanted them to breastfeed. But they told me um, that if not, they wouldn't know if they could like drink on their own and they would have to go and spend, you know, some time in the NICU. So me not knowing being a first time mom, I was like, yeah, sure. Like give them some, you know, hopefully like they know how to suck and they're good and they can drink and they did. So I did supplement. Um, my, my breast pump was in my room and no one told me like, Hey, that's your breast pump and you got to start pumping and your, you know, your milk's going to come in in a couple days. So when my milk came in, I didn't express, I just had like these huge, hard boobies that I didn't know what to do with them. And I was like, ah, 
wow, like I just remember waking up like my boobs feel like boulders and they feel really heavy. And the, the babies did latch on, but I think because I wasn't pumping and I wasn't on it, my milk didn't come in like like a lot. Like I probably had enough milk for one baby, but not two. Okay. So I supplemented. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that makes the most, like how are you going to make that, that much milk for two babies? They have one on each boob? I've seen it too. It's amazing. A couple twin moms that actually produced a lot of milk that were that was able to, um, you know, feed two babies. One day, just sold, yeah, solely on breast milk, which is crazy. That is crazy. Champions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you follow like a lot of twin moms. Yeah, I feel like on Instagram, that's how I was able to, like, I don't have a network or, like, a mom. I don't really have a lot of moms around me. Um, But I created, um, like, my Instagram, I guess, around the twins. And because of that, I was able, I still um, follow and talk to a lot of twin moms that are all over the place. So did that help you, or when did you start your business? I started my business back in 2014, four years ago. Okay, so you were doing it before the babies Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started to make things like 10 years ago, but um, I started it as like a business and actually got like a business name and created a plan and all that about four years ago. So do you have like a full-time job too or is it just your business? Um, I don't have a, I, I was working full-time at the Apple store maybe about oh, like two years ago. Um, and then once I was pregnant, um, I kind of went on a leave for a little while. Um, and I went back as a part-timer, but I just earlier this year, I, um, I resigned after 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at the moment, I, I currently have like a couple part-time jobs um, that just allow me to have some time to do the mom thing and the business thing and juggle it all, but I don't have a full-time job. My full-time job is mom. Mm, definitely. I wish mine was too. I feel like I'm part-time mom sometimes. <laughs> just because like I, I have to work so, you know, like the time it takes to commute. And I have to be there for, you know, nine hours and then come back home. And then I get to spend like four hours with her. And then it's like, go to bed. And then the next day I'm gone all day again. So it sucks. It's crazy because I don't really know what the in-between is. I was actually talking to another mom about this um, just kind of recently where she is a teacher. And she feels like she doesn't get to spend as much time. I think her daughter is about like a month or two older, actually, I think two or three months older than the boys. And she was telling me that she feels really sad sometimes because she's always at work and she always has work to do um, and that she doesn't spend as much time as she would like to with her daughter. But here I am where I'm kind of on the opposite scale. Like I'm around my boys pretty much all all the time, like as much as possible. And I, it makes me feel bad. Like, you know, I need to work harder because, you know, people don't think that I work enough or that I'm not working for my kids or, you know, and it starts to kind of make me feel a little guilty in a way. Like I need to go and find a full-time job. Um, and so I, it, it was interesting to have that conversation cause I don't know if there's a happy medium. I don't know 
if there is such a thing for us women to have enough time with our kids, but also enough time to work and be away from them and be happy about it. Yeah, probably not. not feel the guilt. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I know like Vanessa and I had the opposite where she was home with the kids and she's like, I want to go do something. And I'm like, I can't leave. You know, like this is the only time. Yeah. I just want to take it. And then she had Luna and now it's like, I don't do anything without my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to, to come me. everywhere. <laughs> I know. And then I forced her away from them for my bachelorette party. Great. <laughs> don't even talk about the kids. <laughs> now I'm like every month trying to figure out a way how to get out of this house without them again. <laughs> right. I had my first mom vacation in uh, June. That's right. You went to Vegas, right? Yeah, and and I cried on the plane. Oh. And and then I kind of was like, all right, you know, you're okay, and they're okay, and everything's okay. But when I came back, I was like, all right, so like I got to make sure that once a month I at least do something for myself. It's just completely away from your kids, and that's just you time because like makes you feel kind of refreshed, and and it makes you miss them so much that you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to see my dumb kids. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. I think I'm used to being away from her now. Well, we were gone for the weekend. I'm like, I have to go home. <laughs> Dragging her feet. Uh-huh. Everybody's, everybody's calling home to check on their kids. And I'm like, do I have to? She's like, oh, I guess I'll call. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah. Every time I, my one of my friends is going to have her baby in December, and she lives in Mexico, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go fly out there in January, and I made the mistake of having this conversation around my daughter, and she's like, I want to go too, and I'm like, oh, uh, damn it. I know, <laughs> and she's like, and then uh, my husband was like, no, I'm not going to go because, you know, we're just going to be sitting in the house, and it's expensive to fly out there. And so she's like, well, daddy could stay home and I'm going to come with you. And now I feel <laughs> obligated to take her. Yes. Just, wow. Just, just lighter. So you're just going away with me somewhere we'll that she can't go. She's going to know when I have pictures of the baby in my phone. <laughs> the evidence. You saw the baby. <laughs> she didn't take me. Uh-huh. I'll never hear the end of it. Nope. So what happens once they start talking. Mm-hmm. You'll never hear the end of it. Never. I'm excited for it, but I'm kind of nervous about it, too. I'm like, great. I'm never not going to hear mom. Just mom, mom, mom. From the both of mom. them. Yeah. <laughs> How do, um, we were talking about this a little bit. Like, you know, we raise our kids a certain way. Do you notice already a difference in their personalities? And, like, if so, like, how young were they when you started noticing it? Uh, I think pretty early on. Um, I mean, I could tell the things that that they enjoyed. Like Soren liked me to hold him and dance with him, where Ezra wasn't as like, I guess, enthused about it. Um, and this was like they were little; they were probably like six or seven months. I feel like I've known a difference with both of them with all kinds of things. Like Ezra holds a little blankie when he drinks his baba at night and he like kind of rubs it all over his face like Soren doesn't really do that he 
but Soren loves to like hug and be held like close. He loves like the cuddles and stuff. And Ezra will like a hug, but he's not like about like cuddling. Um, Soren has always been way more like introverted. And when they were really little, Ezra liked to make a lot of eye contact and he liked to be stimulated by me. Where Soren was a little bit more stimulated with like things that I would put up on the walls or music that I would play or, um, yeah, they've always been very different. I feel like I've known for a long time. I've seen their differences. And now I think I, I'm just seeing them stronger because they're getting older and I, we're starting to be able to communicate about things, but, but I feel like I've, I've seen the way that they are for quite some time. And how are they with the, so like with us, with the kids, when they were like a year, when we'd take them on play dates, quote, unquote, play dates, because they would never really play with any other kid. They're just kind of like <laughs> sitting in the same yeah. room doing their own thing. Are the boys like that or do they play together already? They play together, but they fight a lot. My boys fight like a lot it drives me freaking insane um they play but they also fight yeah fighting is always 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 story of my life <laughs> story of your life <laughs> <laughs> um i know and then i have justine come over here with vanessa's girls and then she has the three of them fighting yeah <laughs> it's like tear every- down tuesday every tuesday <laughs> Tear down. But be put on my referee shirt and be ready for it. If you guys are talking about how social they are, Ezra is a social butterfly, so I can take him anywhere, and he will want to talk to anyone and be held by anyone, and he wants to smile at everybody and blow kisses at pretty girls. Oh my god! Where Soren's, yeah, Soren's not really like that. Soren, it takes him a moment to like feel someone out and like know if he wants to or not, like hang out or crack a smile he's more my serious baby this is so... I want to see them <laughs> <laughs> Have a place. where you'll see our kids bully everyone you'll be like don't come here your kids are mean never invited again <laughs> <laughs> but like you know we know how our kids are with each other we just kind of let them but when there's somebody else's kid around we're like uh, I'm just gonna warn you, my kid's rough. Like, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> she yeah. tries. It was so hard to get her. Well, she actually did really well with the little babies over the weekend. I was like, don't yeah, touch their heads. Good. Be really Aww. gentle. <laughs> They're just babies. I don't know how to talk yet. But yeah, it was good. It was crazy. Do you, it's adorable. I know. So, do you have? Any tips for moms of multiples to survive year one? <sighs> tips. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would say a support group. I um, I guess I don't know if I w- I just procrastinated, but I never found. I mean, I guess my online. Um, people are like my support group, but, um, I feel like you can easily go crazy having multiple babies that need very similar things sometimes at the same time. 
Uh, it's very overwhelming. So I feel like definitely having other people, other moms, or even other like moms that are, are uh, mothers of multiples around or near that you could talk to is probably crucial. Um, what is that? One of those uh, those breastfeeding pillows for the twins. I think that oh. that was really awesome too. The bobbies. That's, yeah, there's one that you can get made for twins, or I think they sell them like that. But that was really helpful. What else? Tips? Oh man, I don't know. I feel like I'm. I may not be the best person for <laughs> tips because I didn't really like take care of myself. I don't remember like having time to shower much it was just like randomly like oh wait there's this these extra hours that I have right now <laughs> let me go and jump in the shower um eating was really difficult yeah I, I would just say to have a like awesome support team because I know that I didn't really have like a huge one or one that was like super stable and around but I can imagine just having like people like bring you food or like let me, you know, like watch them, let me feed them, you know, for you or something, anything, I guess would probably be beneficial. Any extra hands that yeah. you, anybody yes. could spare. I yes. Like Anytime someone came over, like a friend that would just randomly pop in, it always felt like really awesome to have someone there, whether it was just me crying and they were just there to like listen Aww. to me. Yeah. <laughs> just you know have someone like I have sick babies come I had my friend Erica come one day she she came for a really short time um, but my babies were both sick and I just felt super dead from not sleeping for days and not eating and she brought me food and she just cuddled my babies until they slept and let me eat in peace and that was like magic so definitely having people to like help you in any kind of way I think is definitely like a thing but I think that's like for any mom just yeah. in general. Even if you have one baby, that's like a lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. I don't know. I think that's that's probably like the biggest and most important thing. I know you were saying when they were um, still on your stomach that they had different schedules. Like they would, one of them would be up at night and then the other one in the day. Was it like yeah. that at first, like when they were first born? Yeah, I do remember Ezra making a little bit more noise um, at night than during the day. Um, so I did see it for a little while, um, but I, I don't remember it being something that um, was, like, too long. Okay. okay. I wish Justine put herself to sleep early. <laughs> Sleeping is, like, she needs to We're hear a sleep for time. She's probably awake right now. I have no idea. <laughs> really? <laughs> when I left, she was still up, and it was after 9 o'clock. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mom, I'm over here. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm just playing. Yeah. Everything is like a freaking, like, you have to bribe her with everything now. It's like, okay, if you want this new toy, we got to clip your nails. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> You want a snack? Okay, come here. Let's yeah. do this first. <laughs> yeah. We're bribe city over here. <laughs> bribe, bribe city. <laughs> All day, every day. Just make a little song like that. All right, what else? Oh, did you have any postpartum symptoms, do you think? I know you said you were crying a little bit. 
Yes, I definitely had the baby blues. I remember, I don't remember what, exactly when it happened, but I remember, I'm sure they were like still maybe a month when I just kept crying. Like I didn't even know why I was crying. I was just always crying. Um, I didn't have support for that. So I didn't really know like that it was normal or that it was okay for me to be feeling, you know, the things that I was feeling. But I, I kind of... Um, just dealt with it like as much as I could by myself if I felt like I needed like it was like like dire need I need someone to come and like talk to me I would reach out to like friends um but I never like told my doctor about it I never wanted to get on like medication for it or anything um but yeah I, I definitely had postpartum yeah I I feel like I just had a little bit of anxiety like to go back to work because I had to go back so fast. But my yeah. doc- my doctor was like, okay, you know, here's the number and call this therapist. And I was like, nope, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going. I just w- don't want to go to work. <laughs> I was just trying to lie to just extend give me, my leave. Give me the extra time. <laughs> <laughs> Sign off on it. I'm not going to the therapist, though. It's <laughs> funny. I know. But... I have a ton of girlfriends to complain to all the time. Totally. Whenever I feel like it. And yeah. that's how I keep from fighting with Ernie. <laughs> I just, tell, me, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> make, make me feel okay. <laughs> I know. Um, how long do you feel like that lasted for? I'm not sure, to be honest. Sometimes I still feel a little blue, and I don't know if it's completely gone. Do you still feel like you have those days where you're just like, crying for no reason yeah it doesn't happen as often I wouldn't say it happens as much either um but I think that it's like once in a blue moon I'll just wake up and I'm just all in my feelings and I don't know why or you know I can't really like pinpoint it and you know you get all like the mom questions in your head you're like am I doing this right you know am am I supposed to be doing this you know I'll all that stuff. Yeah. I think we all still get that. It's pretty normal. I think that's, for, that's forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's forever I now. Hear that's lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask you this? If the father was to reach out to you ever in his life and wanted a part of the boys, is that something you would let him be a part of or... Okay, so I recently um, reached out or tried to reach out to him because <clears throat> every ever since um, I had them, people have constantly like questioned me for not like reaching out to him to come and meet his kids, and I didn't really quite understand that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm a mom to two babies. What the hell? I have to be a mom to a grown man? Like, it didn't make right. any sense. Yeah, he knows that you gave birth. He knows yeah. where to find you. Exactly. Um, so I was very like prideful, maybe just like no, like that's not my job. I'm not gonna do that. People would ask me or tell me, or my grandma's like super Latina and like super traditional. So she was like, they need to know their dad, and he needs to be a father, and you need you. It's your responsibility. I'm like my responsibility. It's definitely not my responsibility. So for a long time, um, you know, I would occasionally think about it and just think like damn like who doesn't want to know their kids but you know I try not to really think too much into it because it's not really that's not me I'm here um but when I left my mom's house um I kind of had like a split second not to be saved 
But I just thought, like, I feel like pride, especially in the Latin community, we hold on to things and we, you know, pride ourselves of our strength and the way that we can keep going, like our durability through it all. And it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. I feel like it's a curse as well. Like you have to know when to be able to ask for help or know when you need, you know, to ask upon someone for something, anything. And I just felt like, you know, am I doing like something by keeping, you know, by not reaching out to him, by not doing that? Like maybe I just have to be the bigger person and be like, hey, you know, like things are a little different now, you know, and I don't know if you want to meet them but maybe me and you can just at least have a conversation I tried and I didn't get any response so I feel like I've done my part if he ever comes looking I guess I don't know what I where I will be at that time but I don't ever want to lie to my kids about who their dad is or anything so I don't know I don't really know what the future holds for me but I mean at this time like he's just no he it seems like he doesn't want to be you know part of their lives his loss for sure yeah Um, yeah. you know that have you had any experience with dating since you've had the boys or you're not (sighs) ready for that yet no i have a little um it's kind of lame but like being single just in general is lame you know like i love being me by myself but when you try and start thinking of a partner you're like all right well you know i want someone who's there for me and someone who's loving and someone, you know, who's understanding, but supportive. And you've got all these things that you want to find in a man. You start dating. You're like, nope, 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 nope. And it just gets really disappointing. And I'm not saying that there aren't men out there, but all of the work that you have to put into it is very draining. Um, and I don't know, I guess maybe my experience just hasn't been that great. And I feel like the beginning is always, like, super complicated. Like, trying to figure everything out, like you're saying. It just, like, do I like this? Do I not like that? And then just sometimes you're just like, I'm not even going to try. (laughs) Like, forget it. Yeah. Don't call me. I'll be be in Malibu. Malibu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my god. Why do we think we're so cool? Right? I don't know. <laughs> we watch the same stuff. <laughs> um, there's this, I don't know if you watch Saturday Night Live, but there's this one with Britney Spears. And she's like, what is she? Is she Barbie, right? Yeah. She, oh, well, Amy Poehler is Barbie. She's her daughter, right? Yeah, she's like Skipper or something. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Kattan comes in, and he's supposed to be Ken, and he's, like, super flamboyant. And he just walks in on Barbie and says, don't call me. I'll be, be a Malibu. Malibu. <laughs> so that's how we feel about everyone, <laughs> about everything. Anytime we don't want someone to call us, we're like, we will be a Malibu. <laughs> oh, I have a stomach cramp. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Single is nice. It is. It's nice to have a relationship with yourself. I yeah. think what you're doing is amazing because raising this these kids. I have two as well, but of course they're not twins, and of course I'm married, so I have 
my support team and I couldn't imagine not having someone to help me every day just you know just the little things like it's still overwhelming with him here I recently got a babysitter and Mm. she is amazing it is okay have you seen the Ali Wong the new one yeah Yeah. oh man she talks about like being able to have a nanny like you work just so you can have a freaking nanny (laughs) like that is so real it's so real like to have someone to be able to like okay I trust you I'm a step away I've got to go do this or I've got to go to work or whatever and you have someone there oh babysitters are awesome shout out to all the babysitters (laughs) you you're welcome. I was once a babysitter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> in, in my previous life, I was a babysitter. Uh, before before children, I was a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch other people's kids sometimes. It is. Yeah, because they want you to watch them the way that, you know, they want their kids to be raised. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of responsibility. Or when their kids are potty training and you're just like, uh... Do you wipe your own butt? Am I supposed to wipe you? I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> what are the rules and regulations here? <laughs> I expectations. Wipe I wipe my own ass. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, good. How how long have you had this babysitter now? I want to say like a month. Okay. Yeah. Giving you time to work on your business. Yeah, she's super awesome. Well, we haven't even got to let you talk about that. Do you want to talk about what your business is? Let our listeners know what it is that you're doing and your passion. Yes, I would love to. Uh, So I hand make primarily leather accessories. Uh, Jewelry. It started with jewelry. Then it evolved to like wallets and then small bags and then kind of exploded from there. Like backpacks, duffel bags, toys, baby shoes. I don't know. You name it. I can make it. Awesome. (laughs) How did you decide that you wanted to work with leather goods? Uh, So about like, uh, I want to say almost 10 years ago. Maybe it was less than 10 years. Maybe like eight years ago. I hurt myself. And um, I was put on, like, a medical leave. Well, I hurt yourself, like, how? I hurt my back. Okay. I, like, picked something up, and I um, got some bulging discs. Oh. So I, like, the doctor had told me that I needed to just relax. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. Like, relax. I don't know how to relax. I had a full-time job and two part-time jobs, so there was no way that I was going to relax. But he had told me to try and find a hobby. So... I tried to find whatever that was by just randomly doing arts and crafts. Like, oh, I've always wanted to try this. Let me try it. Um, And I had always wanted to make my own jewelry. So I went to Alvera Street in downtown, and I bought a little couple little trinkets, and I put together some earrings. And it was way easier than I thought it was. Uh, It was a lot of fun. And... uh, I would wear my jewelry all the time. People would always ask me, like, oh, my gosh, where did you get that from? It's so awesome. Like, oh, I made it. Uh, And after some time, maybe about, like, eight or nine months of me just randomly finding natural resources to make jewelry, someone that I knew handed me a very small, like, scrap piece of leather. 
and they were like, hey, you know, I know that you make things, like, maybe you could use this to make something. I was like, all right, I kind of, I didn't, like, use it right away, I just kind of tossed it to the side, and I thought I'd pick it up at some point, and, you know, try and make something, or try and do something with it. So it took me a while, but one day I picked it up, and I just remember kind of feeling it, and thinking, like, wow, like, leather, there's no other material that feels like leather. Like, when you bend it, when you squish it, when you feel it, nothing else feels like leather. Like, you totally know when something's fake, when something's not real leather. It doesn't have that natural feel. So I picked it up, and I made a very small wallet, just, like, a really simple, minimal wallet. And I gave it to my ex-boyfriend at the time. I was like, here, look, I made you something. And he used it for years. That was his favorite wallet. He, like super wore it in and it was the only thing that he would ever use um and then I made some jewelry out of that piece and it kind of just went from there I loved cutting into it it was like nothing else I had ever used um I feel like I touched on something that was connected more to my soul than anything else um so it was hard in the beginning to get my hands on leather because leather is not like a inexpensive buy it's usually a little pricey and for, for a whole hide you know you're gonna spend over a hundred dollars so I was like I don't really know how I'm gonna do this um so I would thrift store I would go thrifting and I would find things like leather jackets and leather purses and uh skirts pants and I would just repurpose them take them apart and make something out of them um and after a while I was able to go into a leather store and actually learn about all the different hides and things that are used for upholstery, things that are made for fashion bags, things that are made for leathers. You can use leather for all kinds of things. Uh, So I really tried to learn about the material um, just so that I could know what I could do with it. Um, But it is a huge passion of mine. I have tried many times to let it go or to say like, all right, you know, a lot of people, including myself, for a while I was vegan and there's a huge movement of people who are letting go of the animal product. So I've tried numerous times to come to a point where I'm like, all right, at some point I'm not going to use leather anymore. I'm going to use a different material, but there is no material that I have found so far that is like that. It just gives me this like warm, fuzzy feeling every time I use leather. So I stick to it. Shout out to that doctor for putting you uh, on bed rest and making you <laughs> find a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I, around that time was the same time that I started to paint. Um, so, yeah, definitely that was, it happened for a reason. I remember hating it and not feeling the greatest when it all happened. But um, there was a lot that I learned and that I started at that time. So, yeah, shout out to that doctor. <laughs> What did, oh, I mean, we haven't even said the name of your company so people can find it. <laughs> uh, house of Anais. House like uh, like House of Chanel. It's H-A-U-S, House. Does that mean something spelled like that? Does it mean something different than regular? Yeah, just, so like, if you look it up, it's like uh, that's the way that designers name their, like it's it's a house, so it's a, Pretty much anything that falls under that is is by the designer. So if you look up Coco Chanel, like the original name of 
of when she started and when she was becoming a designer is House of Coco Chanel. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and I feel like uh, things have just my name on it, Anais. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know my name, you'll definitely find my business. Um, it's it's not necessarily, like, House of Anais. That's just, like, my IG tag. But um, my website should be up hopefully soon, and it will just hopefully be under Anais. Have you looked it up? Has anybody bought that one yet? It is actually purchased. Oh, okay thinking about um maybe seeing if i can like i don't know maybe just add something small to the end of it i don't know yet and then i your name uh name for my business would be awesome yeah and then your uh, family account is twinning with anais yeah i love it i love that name too i know you have a really pretty name thank you do you have a middle name? Uh, Aisha. Why do you have the coolest name? Coolest. Shout out to your mama. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she picked out some pretty cool names. And you picked out cool names for your sons as well. So I tried. I mean, coming from a mom named Anais, I was trying to come up with something that was a little unique. I was like, well, if mom has a unique name. I like the kids should have some different names. Yeah, we got stuck, I mean, born in the late 80s with Jessica and Vanessa, you know, we were like, <laughs> Jessica M and Vanessa A. Because mm-hmm, there was like seven other kids in the class with, with the, the same, same names. names. <laughs> I feel like our names were cool then, but like our names are going to be like old lady names. Our names are totally going to be old lady names. We're going to be the new Ethel The one. new Francis. <laughs> We are. We are. Whenever I see a kid named Jessica, I'm like, that is an old lady name. Why are you named Jessica? I know. Like, no one would ever name their kid Vanessa nowadays. No one. Don't eat on your name. No, I like it. I like my name. (laughs) We're talking on this snack, but we love our names. We like them, but they're just. They're they're old old lady lady names names now. I don't think you'll really meet a lot of people under 30 with those names. Mm mm. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe they'll blow up in like 30 years. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that's all the questions that I have written out, but is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't bring up? Mm, I didn't write any like I said I would. Darn it. Um. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Didn't do your homework. Homework. <laughs> um, actually, so I had a conversation earlier about being a single mom. So this is child of single moms. With hearing, I feel like there's a lot of like shame and guilt. And like there's a lot of weird feelings that come with being a single mom. And one that I really don't like that happens to me when I'm out with the kids and people stop me and they're like, Oh my gosh, your kids are so cute. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, thanks. And then they'll ask me like, is it hard to have two? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're the only two that I have. And they're they're like, well, you know, and they'll bring up like a husband and I'm like, Oh, I'm not married. Oh, your boyfriend. I'm like, Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Then I'll bring up that I'm a single mom. And it, it's like this weird thing that happens. Like regardless, no one is ever like, what? 
like, I'm going to give you mad props or like, that's so awesome. Or you're such a strong person or you never hear any of that. I always hear like, Oh, that's so sad. <gasps> oh my Who God. Would say that? A lot I'm of like, rude. I'm like, it's not sad actually. <laughs> I didn't think so either. Not at all. Like seriously, the first thing when I like saw that, you know, you had twins and then read that you were single, I was just like, Oh my God, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. <laughs> like, well, thank you. But I've just noticed that. I think it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, now I try and laugh about it. In the beginning, it would make me, because I was sensitive about it, I would cry. I'd be like, oh, it's not sad. Aww. Yeah, that's so <laughs> stupid for them to try to make you feel, like, awkward and just yeah, make just, themselves feel uncomfortable it. in that moment, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a strange thing that I've noticed. And I'm like, you know, what's so sad about it? Like, it actually happens more, you know, than people think. Like, there's a lot of single moms out there. Um, but I don't think it's a sad thing. It's not sad at all. It's amazing that you're taking care of what you need to take care of. It's sad for the man that's losing out on their time with their children. Yeah. Uh. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, what other kind of annoying questions do you get? Well, I feel like every twin mom probably gets, I mean, I do it. So like, I know (laughs) (laughs) when it happens to me that I need to like, not feel so annoyed but you know are they identical I'm like <laughs> it's not identical like you could totally see it but I understand there's two and so you know two just brings on a lot of the same questions if maybe because I don't cut their hair people ask if they're girls um what else people ask me if I did it natural and I'm like what does that mean? But then I remember, oh, like, yeah. I mean, but I still feel like that's a really invasive question yeah, to just so personal. Like, like, I don't know. What if someone doesn't want to, you know, bring that up or mention it? Or that's kind of awkward that when that happens, yeah, uh, because like struggling with fertility is like a real personal thing. Yeah, that's not like an easy, like, that's a touchy subject. Um, Oh, well, I mean, I've I've mentioned this quite a few times on my Instagram, but a lot of people don't know that they're my kids. And that's probably one of the most annoying things. Because <laughs> my babies are blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I, people are like, are they yours? And I'm like, yeah. Would you like to see my stretch marks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of, those are kind of the most annoying things. Okay, they're so cute. I'm I get asked. Picture of you feeding them on the floor. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah, now I'm a mom chair. I'm experiencing the chair life. Like, they just want to, like, billy goats. Like, or, or is that what they are? Those little goats that stand on the mountains? Just wherever like th- those are my kids uh-huh. they just <laughs> they stand on me all over That's so funny. Oh my- Do they both have blue eyes soren has blue eyes and ezra has green eyes but i feel like they might be changing now i think uh i don't know soren's looks they look blue but not always like certain colors just make them look green so i don't know maybe he'll have hazel eyes or something oh. did their dad have light eyes <laughs> Yeah. Okay. 
Yours are brown? I'm, t- I'm like looking at your Instagram right now. Like She's a stalker. Like a stalker. At this moment. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's why I don't like anybody to watch me while I'm recording because I'm just looking at their Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You're a total creeper right I know. Now. <laughs> I know. I'm like on week 118. I'm just kidding. It's all the way on your first post ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get into the deep dive. <laughs> Don't judge That's me. That's cool. Maybe you'll see something there that you're, you'll, I don't know, want to talk about. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. I questioned out. <laughs> you guys, I came with all the questions. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> They're all kidding. my same questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're here to hang out. <laughs> just, just here to chit chat. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to go to the, uh, what's Christina doing? The big. You're the... going to be a part okay. of it. Okay. Like... <laughs> Christina, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> the global big latch. So, yeah, the global big latch. Are you going to go to that? I don't even, I haven't even like seen or heard anything about it. Um. So basically, I guess it's like a, is it a national thing? Um, I should know more about this because she asked me to be a part of it. <laughs> so it's going to be in Pasadena and I guess at like 11 o'clock or everybody's going to breastfeed their babies simultaneously. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I mean, it says global, so I guess it's like a thing, you know, like today's ice cream day yeah. or whatever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nationalized. <laughs> you know how that is. Yeah, so Global Big Latch. And this one's going to be in Pasadena. And I'm going to be on the panel talking about like going back to work and continuing to breastfeed. So we'll see how, how that awesome. goes. I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. I feel like, like you will have a lot to say because you're a mom that went back to work and I know how hard that it was because I pumped when I was at work and it's super difficult I know definitely not easy so like keep it up because that's a hard job yeah I got really lucky that my boss was like a really big advocate for you know yeah for breastfeeding and for me being comfortable because I work corporate so the corporate people like don't really care but she was just you know my manager was just like no like you need these amenities like tell me how the little nursing room is do you need other stuff in there what do we need to talk to you know HR about or whatever oh yeah I didn't have that kind of support at Apple at all it was always very awkward and like a majority of people I worked with were all men so like it was just always awkward to be like hey I have to go upstairs like can I have the key mm. to the it wasn't like a room that they designated for me it was just like an extra little workspace that sometimes pe- someone would be in and I would have to wait or it was just not it wasn't like a super easy um, thing for me to do I definitely had to like fight for it numerous times yeah Vanessa kind of had that you had that same thing too kind of right where you worked with all men mm-hmm. so it's like did you pump no I didn't Oh, you didn't nurse, didn't nurse Zoe. Zoe. That's right. Yeah, that's kind of like tough where they don't understand. But like, luckily for me, the department that I'm in is like mostly women. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all right. 
<laughs> no, it, it is actually pretty good. Everybody's really respectful and like pumps each other up. So I got lucky in the yeah. department that I'm in, but I don't know. I just feel for everyone else that like doesn't have it like that. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think that's all I have for today. <laughs> we covered a lot. I think we did too. We went through the whole pregnancy. Being single, making a schedule, having a a little pillow for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with us. I'm sorry it took me so long to figure out. No, my... I'm glad that it worked. I know. I was like, I'm going to try one more thing. This better work. <laughs> yeah, magic happened. Uh, do you sell your stuff through Etsy right now then? Or how is I do sell my okay. stuff on Etsy and or if you see something on Instagram, I sell, usually people will DM me and got all the, the different cash, Venmo, PayPal. So, yeah. Perfect. I know we got a, we got a pair because we entered one of your little contests and we were just dancing. That was awesome. Thank you guys for that. Yeah. And we, every time we wear those earrings, we get so many compliments on them. That's awesome. You know, every time I'm going to go out on a date with my husband, which is probably like two or three times, I always <laughs> rock them out. <laughs> <laughs> these, are my, these are my going out. I almost wore them to the wedding. <laughs> That's super awesome. I'm glad you guys love them. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on here with us and sharing your story. And just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing. And we love seeing all your posts. So keep sharing your adventures of a twin mom with us because we love it. I'll be I'll be stalking. Yeah. <laughs> Got my stage five clinger right here doing all the research for me. <laughs> well, it was super awesome talking to you, ladies. Yes, yes, yes. And we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Yeah, whenever, if there's something you want to promote or you want to talk about, a subject you like, just let us know. We could hop back on whenever. Cool. <laughs> Try something. Yeah. Something good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love you. Well, have a good night. I know it's already 1130, so I'll let you get some rest. Sounds good. You ladies do that as well. All right. You take care. All right. Ciao. Bye. 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 All right, guys, that was Anais. I'm probably still saying it wrong. You're not. <laughs> but she was amazing for doing that. But again, I know I kind of like flubbed that over. Sorry, Christina. So the big, the global big latch on is going to be Saturday, August 4th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Victory Park. So if any of you guys want to latch on, latch those babies on, show your support for breastfeeding mamas, you should come because I'll be there. I don't know, Vanessa, are you going to be there? No, I have ballet. How dare you have ballet? Um, just do a makeup class. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'll be there um, ripping Moody Mommies. Ripping squad. Mm-hmm. And this is this event is hosted by Booby Life and Latina Mothers Collaborative. So come see me and all these cool mamas. And you can find us online. Just Google us. The Moody Mommies. We are the moodiest mommies in town. I closed our uh, This Is Us podcast. We're done with that. We're done with that now. Unless we want to. This is us, but. <laughs>
We can't podcast about you anymore. <laughs> it's too much for our mommy life. It's too much. We get behind Until on moody mommy. Until we get a special request from like Mandy Moore or Sterling himself, <laughs> we will not be back on. <laughs> we did one season. We tried it. And it honestly, I feel like it really took away from moody mommies because we had to do that every week. And it was a lot of homework to have to sit there and like pause and write and pause and write. It's a long, it's a long process. Lot of work. And this is, this one's more fun. I know. This one's for us. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for you too, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, stay moody. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies podcast.